Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of Dork Trek. We review Star Trek and other things at times. Right now, we're reviewing DS9. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Bob. Hello, and welcome. Introduce the rest of you monkey heads, you wonderful, (laughs) wonderful people. I wasn't sure what one you were going I with I didn't there. know where I was going either. Like, I was just kind of, like, lost in thought. Because I'm thinking <laughs> about, like, four things right now, because I just got to get it all done. But go ahead. Introduce yourselves, lovelies. Hi, I'm Jenny. I'm Ben. And I'm Dennis. Yes. And together we form the world. Ultron. Yes, we form. No, not the Ultron. Oh, wait, that's a secret. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah. We form the world's dirtiest Star Trek podcast. <laughs> Um, before we get started, I don't know how it even came up. I think I took a picture of it recently. I was at a gaming store and I found a book that I didn't think anyone had ever seen. And lo and behold, uh, one of our followers on Twitter, the guy's name, he goes by the Cerebral Paladin, which is very much like a Wu-Tang Clan name. Um, let me <laughs> get like his... Yeah, I believe he's affiliated with the man with the golden arms. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes something like that. But the Cerebral uh, Paladin sounds very much like a Wu-Tang Clan name. Well, anyway, um, I think his name's John. I want to make sure I get it. But he mailed me because he had it through the U.S. mail. He sent me the Star Trek Next Generation Player's Guide. Oh, wow. What? He got there? Yeah. Nice. It already got here. Like he, he was talking about it last week, and here it is. What's his name? It is Jack. Jackson. Jack sent this to us. So, Jack, thank you. We are always willing to accept gifts. So, thank you. And he also sent me this, which I thought was cool. I want to turn the light on because I don't know if Ben's ever seen this. Hang on, Ben. All right. Emotional considerations paid by. Uh, That's what I was expecting. He also (laughs) sent us this. I've seen that. He's also sent us this, which is the weapons manual for Star Trek put out by a company called the Norton Group or whatever. And when you... when you flip through it, it's it's just like the pictures and like basically the schematics of all the weapons in Star. Do you want me to pull my copy off the shelf or? Uh, I, like, I like how Ben confirms that it's the official. Yes, yeah, like, he knows the publisher's yeah, name. Yeah, but yeah, I, so, I, have, I have a couple of their manuals. They're they're good. Good. Of course you do. But this is really neat. So he sent this, he sent us these cool presents. So thank you. And um, I asked him if he actually ever played the Star Trek Next Generation role-playing game, and he said no, because I have some other Star Trek Next. I have some other Star Trek role-playing books inside, and they just read like dog shit. I have no idea who wrote these things, but it just doesn't make much sense. And I've been playing RPGs for a long time, but he said if we ever wanted to play a Star Trek game, the best thing to do would just be to run the uh, D8 or the D6 system that Trek star wars has so how, mm. like how do you play these games do you play as a captain of a ship all right well this is it, it's interesting that you should ask that but what you do is like you pick an alien race of some sort and they have a bunch of races in here and they, uh no packlets unfortunately <laughs> none God. of the none of the fun races um but then you just pick a race and you could be like a betazoid you could be a fucking vulcan you could be a those blue guys can, can i be can i be an asian those blue guys? No, they're not Bolian. in the books. The Bolians. Um, you could be uh, just a bunch of weird. Can those you be guys. The, the guys those, with the bongs on their chest. You could be the other blue guys with the weird 
antennas. No, Andorians, yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could be that. You could be a uh, Betazoid. You could be a fucking uh, an Andorian. You could be an Andorian. You could be all kinds. So you just pick basically a race, and then you just pick a job that you want to do. You can be a... You can work in ops. You can work in command. You can work as... A, I don't know who would want to do it, but you could even be a medical officer so and a counselor. You can be... You can play a counselor. <laughs> And then you just go through the game and you just try to figure it out. It's kind of weird. I guess you start out as an ensign and then you just kind of go from there. I mean, le- I mean, so I guess when you level up, you, you, you get promoted. You make rank or whatever. And, and that's, I God, mean, it's how like, do you level up as a counselor? You got to do so many counseling sessions. Uh, <laughs> and have, uh, exactly. People, people not kill themselves afterwards. Yeah. You got to blow lots of dudes. But like, yeah, so, like a all right, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's making admirals. So like, yeah, so you could be a command officer, an operations officer, an engineer, security, science, ships counselor, or medical. Those are, I guess, your classes that you could play. And they all have, like, different things that they do. And then you get development points and stuff. It, it all reads really weird and kind of bad. But it's just fun to have. Yeah. So, do you have a fit rep? I mean, that you have to do every year. Yes. Sit down with the captain and... Yeah, the personnel reviews. But I guess you could just play it as like the lower decks and everybody pick a character and then like you get sent on away missions and you just kind of go that way with it, which could be- Try to bang each other, just like on the Enterprise. Yeah, let's go, let's have sex. Yo, this is just an excuse for us to masturbate with each other on camera, you see? (laughs) Uh, Which is all this podcast is. I mean, yeah. We're just waiting for somebody to take that first step and pull their junk out. Yeah, well, I, thought that was I mean, the, the odds have gone down greatly since Manny's <laughs> not here anymore, but <laughs> we came close a couple times. Yeah, well, the closest I think we got was Jenny jerking Ben off during one of the, uh, the <laughs> recordings. Yeah. Ben, don't make that face. You know what's happening. You were supposed to take the lead on that, you know? <laughs> she took the lead. Oh! Mm. <laughs> so yeah, now it's so, time to bury the lead. Because mm, <laughs> I, I would love to. I would love to play a Star Trek role playing game. I think it would be a lot of fun. It's just a I, matter of trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah, and I still think we could do it over the the video machine. Oh yeah, totally. And then if we record it, then we could you know sell that video to you know people out in the uh, audience that would want to it could be like one of those late night uh, girls gone wild, but it'll be like Dork Trek gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> We're just playing oh the out. Oh, 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 it's like you might be able to see the undershirt. <laughs> oh, me. Ben, it's getting racy in here. Uh, my, pip, my pips are coming off. <laughs> oh, no. Rank is not an issue in this situation. No way, buddy. The only thing that is is insertion. Yes. Oh, oh I, I thought you said calm. I thought you said combat. <laughs> I got what you were going for, Ben. I thought that was good. All right. So um, Dennis and I were looking over the Wikipedia page for this episode of Deep Space Nine, and it is fucking Terrible. sparse. It it's is the worst. It is three yeah. paragraphs. Each paragraph is about two sentences long, and that's it. Yeah. It a shit description, but a fun episode. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I, you know what? I would agree with that. Yeah. Dennis actually took notes. I did. Oh, like the good old days. Just like you had like your little that. notebook. Yeah, no, I would not love quite. To, I would love to know what happened to that original notebook that had all of the notes from uh, from it's, TNG uh, in it. 
I'm saving it for the uh, Dork the, Trek Museum when the it opens. <laughs> the archives, bro. Yeah. I'll hand it over to the curator. So that's, like, you go, sir. that's going in the Star Trek Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dennis, if you don't mind, sir, you can, uh, as Manny used to call you, scribe? Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Makes sense. You're not <laughs> writing anything. <laughs> it's already I'm, been written. I'm reading. It's kind of dick. You're the dictator. <laughs> yeah. I, I put my dick in a tater once. Uh, it burned. Ew! So, yes, rivals. All right. So, at the beginning of this one, there's some rich old widow who's talking to Artis, who is Prince Humperdink. Yeah. Right That's away. I was holy like, Don't shit. Trust him. It's Prince Humperdink. Wow. <laughs> I Susan, did. Susan Sarandon's old hubby. That's weird. I didn't even notice that. It was bugging me the first time I watched this because it didn't click. I was like, who is this guy? Because I know him from something. I know him from somewhere. I had a phone call at the beginning of the episode, and I walked out of the room. As soon as I walked back in, Ginny automatically yeah. identified. Uh, yeah. No, like the first scene. Like, I'm usually the person who's like, God, that, that face looks familiar. Who the hell is that? And then wow. I can finally remember it. No, this time I was like, it's Humperdinck. Wow. Humperdinck. That's awesome. See, because like... I don't want to sound rude or kind of mean about this, but normally if I have that feeling like, who is that guy? I know who it is. I'll look. But with this guy, I just didn't care because he was so kind of bland. And I was like, who the fuck is that guy? I was like, I don't really care enough. Like, I, but wow, now I wish I would have looked Prince Humperdinck. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, my question, Jenny says he, she had, what was it? The delay in recognizing him was that in the movie, he used his cheesy fake British accent. Yeah. And see, my thing is, are we sure he doesn't speak like that normally? I this looked was it up. He's cheesy... American. Okay, because I wanted to make sure he wasn't a cheesy Brit doing a cheesy American accent. No. Space, a space American accent? Yeah, he was yeah. doing a space, he was doing a space accent. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, I looked at his Wikipedia. He apparently did the voice for Jack Skellington, too. Mm -hmm. I had no idea about. Wow, this guy's know. actually fairly interesting because yeah. just boring. Like, I was just bored. He was the worst part of the episode. I'm just like, this guy sucks. <laughs> See, if you'd looked at it and said, that's Prince Humperdinck, the rest of the episode's fantastic. Yeah. You just think, like, he's, you know, just trying to, like, bounce back from uh, the whole Princess Buttercup thing. Wow, that's really <laughs> cool. I mean, he's a spurned lover. That's why he has a yeah. different name. He goes off into space yeah, and lives this weird space gigolo life. Yeah, he's, he's totally jaded. He doesn't believe in love anymore. Yeah, he's just a listener. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's weird, man. Prince Humperdinck. Whoa, I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. Yeah. Uh, Peter Falk is the grandfather reading the story, which is awesome. Yeah, Fred I Savage. Mean, I mean, if you're going to have a grandfather, God, that'd be awesome if it was Peter Falk. Such a charming, lovely fellow with one eye, so you know he could take his eye out and like freak you out sometimes <laughs> with it. Your mom said keep the eye on the kids. Uh, <laughs> it is my eye. I love no, Peter the, Falk. I'm going to watch some porn. <laughs> with my good eye but uh and my no. dick in my hand i'll see you later <laughs> the thing that got me though is i i have these these revelations because then it was like i found out that princess buttercup was frank underwood's wife on house of cards yes married to sean penn yes yeah. and so it was just like Wah! and then i found out that she was jenny from forrest gump Yes. You didn't realize that this is all not, the same person? No, not until House of Cards. 
Like House of Cards was when it was like, what? And I've, all three of these things are things that I really watch and get into. Apparently. But <laughs> House of Cards was finally like, wait, Robin Wright? I will I say, know her. I expected more from Carrie Yule's career. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Carrie Yule's expected more from his career. Because I thought he was going to be like the hot, the hotness and like, but it just never... Never clicked. Never clicked because he did mm-hmm. that. He did. Uh, he did this, and he did Men in Tights, and then he mm-hmm. did. Do you remember that movie with Alicia Silverstone, The Crush? Mm-hmm. Uh, he like, also uh, though did the Saw. He, oh, he did Saw. Yeah, I didn't. I don't like horror movies, so I didn't know Neither he did I. Saw. That's I mean, good. he's done stuff. I think he just hasn't been lucky. Like he hasn't had the uh, like for some reason he was never seen as that leading leading man role. He's always kind of the douchey boyfriend. That, yeah, but he's a ha- he's a guy was trying to get in between. But he's a handsome Brit. You know what I mean? Like, what happened here? Like, I just don't get it. He was kind of like though a, a British version, like an off-brand British version of Val Kilmer, in my head. Whenever I kind of yeah and stuff, he would, he would be like if we had like a a, a B-list Val Kilmer. That's a B-list Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, but okay, but then like okay, okay, like he was in Princess Bride. I forgot yeah. he was in Glory. Glory's a great film. Yeah, yeah um, was, but again, he didn't. You forgot he was in. He it. wasn't the star. He was the other guy. Yeah, because Matt, best friend. Yeah, Matthew Broderick was the star. He was in Days of Thunder. He played the other the other uh, driver. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think he spoke a lot in that one. He was in Hot Shots. Oh yep. yeah, he was in uh, Twister. Yes, he was in uh, Dracula. Yeah. He was in Dracula. Okay. Hey, who is he in Twister? He was like the other t- tornado chasers. Like the guys with all the money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always the other guy. Maybe yeah. that's the problem. He just always played the other guy. Yeah. But yeah, because you look at his resume, and his, I mean, yes, his resume is more impressive than mine, but um, it just didn't, <laughs> it just didn't take off the way I thought it would. He was in he was in Seinfeld. He played boyfriend at some point. David Luckner. He was uh, accidentally breaks character during a scene with Elaine by mentioning his anniversary in his English accent. The Wait Out was the 133rd episode of Seinfeld. Julia Louis Dreyfus won an Oscar. I mean, it won a thing for that. Yada yada yada. George makes an offhand joke, remarking. To a married couple with a rocky relationship leading to their break, their breakup, Elaine and Jerry make plans to move in on the separated couple, but George, troubled by the result of the commitment, tries to get them back together. Okay, all right. I think that's I remember the one. everything about it other than him. Deborah Messing, right? Yeah. And she's uh, <laughs> with the anti-dentite joke. Yeah, that's right. You're an, an, an anti-dentite. Yeah, at least he's not black or a Jew or something like that at the yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh so there you go so he's so he's just been the other guy mm-hmm. yeah even in princess bride i mean it was originally the the story the love story of uh, prince humperdinck and buttercup and he just butted in he just butted in he was the other mm-hmm. guy and so he this was the one time the other guy won <laughs> yeah i'm not buying it no all right i'm down with that so yeah okay so prince humperdinck's a real douche yeah, and this old, he's uh, talking to this old lady, and she's got all this money now that her husband's dead, so she wants to invest it in this asteroid mine. Mm. And he's about to trick her into making him a partner, but then Odo sneaks up behind him and takes him to jail. Odo, bust that ass. Yeah, because he swindled another couple out yeah. of some 
business investment. He's a he's a listener. I guess that's like a racial feature of this guy. That's that's uh, that's what uh, Whoopi Goldberg Guinan is. Guinan and yes. Elroyan. So he's a Guinan. Yeah. Yeah. Where's his big hat? Well, yeah. no, because like Doctor Soren, also. Yeah. Where's her? Where's his big hat? I, 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 don't, I, I mean, I thought they all had big hats. Like the, they were like popes. You only get hats for doing good deeds. So if you do something bad, then you have to give up your hat. They give well, you, see, a, they give you a smaller hat till you have no hats at all. Yeah. That should have been the clue to Picard. Like, hey, Sauron's not good, man. He doesn't have a hat. <laughs> <laughs> see, I've also noticed that all the guys from that race are criminals or insane. Mm-hmm. And all the women are supposedly, like, good. They're very, uh, very learned earthy people all right so so does this mean he's thousands of years old too could be because yeah, i never i never got that part that he was a whoopi goldberg day i didn't get that part I didn't either yeah because they call him like the race of listeners or whatever and that's what they always that's what uh, q is saying about uh guinan all right yeah, see the timeline wise though have they established guinan's race's name at this point i think so because that was like second season when uh, they take the ship to the Delta Quadrant. See that yeah, look? Did you see that look Ben just gave you? He was like, I, "You don't, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about." No, that was <laughs> what it ha- that was what it happened. Yeah, but uh, that's not, I don't know if that's when they said the name. It's kind of like the Klingon homeworld. Was the Klingon homeworld? Well, this all- is what this is like season six. Hang on, I'm by season six, they've kind of established that with Guinan. This is January 2nd, 1994. Because season six started with the whole, uh, the uh, Mark Twain episode. Yeah. Was a time where a man could kiss another man on the lips while both doing uh, Mark Twain impersonations. Yes, indeed. (laughs) There's just that one time. He did a lot of, uh, college. A lot of her backstory was in that episode. The time was... Bob doesn't think do they... a good impersonation. This would be season seven, bruh. All right, Ben, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm, no, I'm, just, saying, I'm just asking a question. You're right, I'm wrong. You're right, I'm wrong. Do you have a... a you're right, I'm wrong. Do you have a source? I don't have any citations. All right, I'm looking now, dicks. Um, this was season seven, because this episode came out January 2nd, 2000. And, I mean, excuse me, uh, January 2nd, 1994. And that would be with uh, what? The, the the next episode would be the Pegasus, yeah, of TNG, which was season seven, which is January tenth, nineteen ninety four. The Pegasus is a good ass episode. Let's review that one. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Captain <laughs> Jellicoe, well, man, Captain Jellicoe gonna come. Well, if you want to uh, to review the Pegasus, well, first of all, no Pegasus. Terry O'Quinn, was a, dude. Terry yeah. O'Quinn. That was the the lost dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was the ship in the in the meteorite, and they want the the super engine. I was going to say, though, if you want to review that again, just wait until we get to the end of uh, Enterprise. And okay. we can do it then. Okay. Look Very at ben, cryptic. Look at Ben dropping hints. Now, Ben, why are you wearing your little hat? Oh, I've been doing that for about a month now. Just wearing your little hat all the time? Mm-hmm. Now, what is that little hat called? A kippa. Now, what's a, is that different than a yarmulke? That's another word for it. Okay. Now, why do you call it a keepa instead of a yamaka? Because it's uh, keeping my head fresh. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's it, keeping uh, my. It's keeping my bald spot blocked. <laughs> that's yes. Now, <laughs> it. I thought you only wore them to temple or whatever. I wear it full time now. Are you getting back into your whole Judaism thing? I'm trying to. That's cool. Good for you. 
trying to. Um, it paid off too. It's really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Now that doesn't sound like you're a man who wants to get back into his religion when you say it paid off. Like, <laughs> it paid off. It just, are you just a brown nose? And I feel like this is a sign. Oh no, episode. no. This this morning at uh, the gas station when I was tanking up before I went to work, I uh, I was told that. Uh, you fucking Jews are the reason gas costs so much. That's what you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, really? After was it, a month, was that Richard Spencer? Did he have a black eye? <laughs> it was a, uh, a a tubby white woman with a bad perm and uh, a rusty Subaru. So, so a, a Virginia Beach race. resident. Yes, interesting. And, and so, yeah, she said that I was the re- and I, I'm like, excuse me. She's like, you fucking heard me, Jew. And I'm like, no, that did that really and happen? So I, I started. I walked toward her. And said it's two forty seven a gallon. It, it's two forty seven a gallon. And it's, she got like freaked out and drove away. It's two forty seven a gallon where you are. Yeah. Wow. Gas here is a dollar ninety seven. So maybe it is my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you know, it, it's yeah, it's it, fucking be racist when it's two fifty or maybe three three fifty four, uh-huh. but yeah. two forty seven. That that's where you. Like fuck the juice for, interesting. Yes. So yeah, it paid off. Apparently, <laughs> day, day five of uh, Trump's America. No, is, is that why? Is that why you're wearing it as like a uh, as a response? That's your, that's your come at me, bro. <laughs> it might be. Uh, it might be. <laughs> you got Travel, problem, You got a problem with it? No, I just. I just. Maybe just, it is. Are we transitioning into woke trek right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was just curious about the hat. That's all, and yeah, I just I just wanted to make sure it was a yarmulke or it was a yarmulke and not something else because I didn't want to offend because I didn't want you to try to fight me. No, it's just, it's just the it's the little pad that keeps the the headset from pushing into my. Uh... Honestly, because I saw that a couple weeks ago and I thought that's what it was, but I was like, no, wait, that's not right. I don't want to say anything. McCormick's not a Jewish nah, name. I could figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm I'm just looking for. Uh, the Elorians first Back appearance. Star Trek. What? Dennis is shaking his head. Why are you shaking I your head? Admit that I might be right. You may be right. <laughs> I may be crazy. Ah, well, so according to the oh! book, Star Trek The Next Generation Companion, Fuck you. Elorians were named after an angel of flame from <laughs> ancient Hebrew lore. Flaming angels, you say. Though many people think the name of the species was first established in Star Trek Generations, Ah! it actually actually originated in the DS9 episode Rivals. This episode. Oh. Ah! This was the origin episode for that name. Interesting. All right. So there you go. So you're both both wrong. wrong. So you know what, you dicks? It's awesome to hear that you're both wrong. I don't know how that was able to happen, but somehow you're both wrong. Fast (laughs) forward. Fast forward and you know what? If I if I got to be wrong, at least Ben's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we went down to go. Ben's the Trexpert here. The Trexpert. <laughs> but I that's would have awesome. sworn uh, that it was generations. No, nope. right? that's, that's why I asked where this was in the timeline. Okay, well I told so, you, and then you're yeah. both magically wrong. So you know what that means? Jenny and I were both right somehow. Just by not saying yeah, anything. Just by being dumb and trying to enjoy Star Trek for a TV show See, and not right. fucking science. There's your lesson, life. Yeah. Sometimes just keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. yeah. See, this is like the uh, the Cubs and the Indians in the World Series. Neither <laughs> team can, you know, they have the curses to both lose. And it was just these two forces of nature that somebody had to win, but neither could win. That's why it yeah. went on for like seven innings plus. Yeah, that was a great extra. game. 
And so it could start raining right now because Dennis and I are both wrong. So we have to take the episode into extra innings. That's never happened. (laughs) (laughs) You're both wrong. I mean, one of us has to be right. One of us has to be wrong. Normally that's how, normally that's how things work, but not this time. One of us lords it over the other. But you know what though? It makes sense with the theme of the episode, man. Because with the little gaming machines, people are just having bad luck all over the place. Maybe the gaming machine's yeah. still working, bruh. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Stop, stop playing with my balls. Stop <laughs> playing with my balls. Give me my, <laughs> give me my ball back, my magic game ball. Ooh, I won. <laughs> I won. I all won. over the face. I won my magic game balls. <laughs> I don't know where that voice came from, but I like it. <laughs> it's almost like... Uh, uh, Dave Chappelle with the Red Balls commercial. Okay, all right. I see. I didn't know. Oh, the Red Balls got me. I was going more like a towelie. Oh, yeah. See, and I was hearing kind of a family guy kind of thing. Oh, see, you would never hear that from my mouth. Yes. <laughs> well, we just hear it from your mouth first and then hear it on family. Yeah, fuck that dude. I know he stole my shit. I know he stole my shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, he stole Ted. So especially, Michael, especially Michael McDonald voice, man. Come on, baby. What do, we was doing yeah, that shit. That was, yeah. that, was, that, really was that shit was skeptical as a motherfucker. I don't want to sound like a crazy person, but when we used to do uh, the Mike and Bob show way back in the day, this is just history for someone that might not know. I, I had a commercial radio program, and one of the bits we used to do was Michael McDonald voice, and we would sing songs about beating women as Michael McDonald. Kick it high in the streets. And we'd be like, bitch, I'm going to fucking punch you in the mouth. But we would do it to take him to the streets. And we would do this constantly. And then like two years later, it fucking showed up on Family Guy. Same shit. Same yeah. shit. That motherfucker. Yeah. Mm. That, was, that was the first time I almost crashed my car listening to the show. Yeah, that shit was yeah. great. I still, whenever I hear that song, I I can't hear the real lyrics. Like, I'm thinking about just somebody just getting beaten up. I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face. (laughs) Kick you down an elevator shaft. That was I love that bit. Oh, you! Oh, you! (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, and then they showed up on Family Guy. And that was the first time I was like, hmm, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, but whatevs. It's it's all love now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, O'Brien and Bashir are playing some space racquetball. Yeah, it's weird that racquetball made it, right? Not base, yeah. baseball didn't make it, but racquetball. Oh, it makes French, sense. Because it? it's it like... You only have so much space on the spaceships, so true. You know, and you put some public enemy targets up on the uh, up on the wall, and, and you're good to go. It's like cool. Look, didn't they have something similar to this on uh, TNG? Because that that racket appeared on TNG. I don't know. Before. Did they? Was it before this episode? <laughs> Won't you look that shit up? <laughs> well, what say you, Dennis? I don't know. I don't I think know. I put I, my money on Ben again. I don't know either. I'm just, I'm just to keep my mouth shut. I think. Uh, <laughs> I just the only I remember a couple games on uh, TNG, the one with the big Q-tips uh-huh. that, that Riker and his dad play in the weird karate like outfit stuff thing. It was very weird, and they both looked really funny because they were really fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's how the, the least athletic fights <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, more worse than the uh, first lightsaber battle in A New Hope because that. Up until that TNG episode aired, that was the most unathletic uh, oh, with fight Kenobi ever. Invader. With Kenobi Invader. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, what was the like thing? These motherfuckers are fishing. <laughs> <laughs> like Why? it's cool swords and all, but can you guys do anything with them? No, I don't know. They're gonna break. You just kill me. <laughs> so here's my thing, though. Just and does everybody have to wear like a, a variation of their uniform in Star Trek? <laughs> like except O'Brien. Yeah. He's the only one who looks like a middle-aged white guy that's going to go to the gym and be like, yeah. This was yeah. a bad idea. He's the guy who shows up for a pickup basketball game with like a uh, sweatband on his head. And fucking jeans. <laughs> and like jeans on. <laughs> I can play basketball in jeans. Yeah, I don't see why not. Oh, yeah, it's weird though. And like, because uh, O'Brien looks like he just like wore those clothes to work. And like, hey, yeah. you're going to do a gym scene today. Oh, cool. I'm just going to walk right in. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's fun. Stop by wardrobe. No, nah, I don't need to. I got it. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I got so my, the uh, my space workout clothes. The TNG episode where uh, they they find the kid that's uh, what do you call it? He was raised by Dead. aliens, and he's suddenly human. Uh huh. That was the episode, and Picard teaches him how to play racquetball. Yeah. Yeah, what a boring guy. <laughs> oh wow, son! I yeah, know that was uh, three years before this episode. All right, so racquetball had been, uh, uh, I guess, established. It's weird that they still play racquetball. Um, again, Brigitte's outfit is awesome. I feel bad for Brigitte because if you look down south where his penis should be, there ain't a lot going on. Right? <laughs> There's camel toe. Which yeah, dude. Like, odd. yeah. All I saw was were balls. I did not see any. <laughs> facet of schlong and if we ever had the chance to interview him i'd be like brah what's up down there man <laughs> what you packing dr brigitte you ain't got shit going on in your ding ding nothing nothing <laughs> like there was no bump nothing mm-hmm. you Maybe think they he just taped it down because it was so huge they use some leia space tape yeah they may have i don't know there was have. one awkward scene like towards the end where it was like Okay, you forgot to tape something down in this scene right here. I need and a screenshot. Was- screenshot or it didn't happen. <laughs> I will. I'll go back and find it. All right. It. That'd be awesome. I would look. Because, I mean, like, I was, I was impressed by his lack of bulge. I was like, <laughs> we're well, all how looking for his dick Yeah, bulge, like, though. seriously, though. I mean, with that outfit, I'm like, where's his penis? Like, it's, right. I mean. Should well, like a labyrinth or something. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they learned their life. You got that shit at a labyrinth yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this outfit. This is really nice. <laughs> They uh, maybe it hides my their... genitals so wonderfully. <laughs> they learned their lesson with uh, Stephen Collins in T- uh, the original Star Trek movie, the motion picture, with his big penis. Yeah, those those onesies they used to wear back then. Okay, yeah, Decker. Yeah, Decker. There's like really awkward scenes when he's walking down the corridor talking to Kirk, <laughs> and it's just like, wow, is, is he Jewish? I don't. I... <laughs> Penis. I have seen him at Temple. <laughs> Penis. He, Man, he really loves acting. Jesus, look at that heart. <laughs> Why is it that every scene with Shatner, that bulge changes? What? Don't act like you're not impressed. Yeah. Come yeah. on, computer woman. Yeah, but it was always awkward for me because it was like, why is it so high? It's like on, on the, like, I didn't know they, they, went that high well maybe he had it pressed up against his belly you know what i'm saying well no i'm like this sometimes that's the way to go yeah they go i just thought it was coming out of his belly button it was so high on on the situation down there i'm like i mine starts a little lower in the game like maybe he's just an audi yeah he's got an audi (laughs) like a seven inch audi But yeah, uh, no penis for no penis for Bajir. So he automatically loses the game. Yeah, yeah. Bajir's just like, uh, well, yeah, but he actually beats the shit out of O'Brien. Yes, 
yeah. Well, to be fair, telling him how great he is. He worked it pretty hard. Yeah, and then I think afterwards they played racquetball. (laughs) 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 He worked him pretty hard. Oh, take that dick, (laughs) O'Brien. Make fun of my bulge, will you? How's it feel now? All I thought you, you said you. I thought you said you like traditional rules, <laughs> uh. the old style. And like O'Brien, it's weird uh, because like we always feel bad for O'Brien because of his wife and all that stuff and the situation. But he's he's kind of a dick all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's very got a real big chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he's really surly and he's grumpy. And like, do you think that has something to do with the fact that he's the only enlisted guy in Starfleet? Like, is that the only reason why? <laughs> That's that- part of it. Well, see, I mean, look at it though. He built this fucking. He found this this dungeon space on the ship that nobody was using. He completely cleaned it out. So there's like those are the episodes we don't see mm-hmm. where he's, he's he cleaned and scrubbed this place out all by himself. Right, because he just wanted this one place that he could go for an hour a day and be away from Keiko. Yeah, but to be fair, he was only cleaning the space because he was looking for a place to kill himself. And he was like, you know what? This could be a really good racquetball court. Like, why bury a body? (laughs) I'm either going to kill myself here or kill my wife. But now Brashear took that away from him. Get her into space. Sucking her through the vacuum of space. Now, how did Brazier find the place is what I want to know. Did he just follow him down there one day? or? Well, he was there when he got there today. They were down there banging. <laughs> Come on. Was, so you're saying That's that Brashear's corner, man. He Brashear, works that hard. Brashear was getting fucked from behind and looked up and was like, you know what? This would be a really good place to build a racquetball stadium. Yeah. And he's like, that's a great idea. Now shut up, faggot. <laughs> Don't talk. It throws me off. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. yeah. Put on the weird rice picking hat too. It turns me. <laughs> Lord Raiden, is that you? <laughs> God, I love really flat cones. <laughs> uh, poor soy sauce on my chest. <laughs> she was like, "Man, you got some issues. <laughs> you really hate your wife, don't you?" <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, here comes the chopsticks. <laughs> Stick a chopstick in my butt. <laughs> uh, I almost said something really racist, but then I just did that. I just didn't. <laughs> I'm really happy with myself. No, racial racial Ray is allowed back on the podcast. No, no, I'm good. I'm racial good. I'm Ray. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, so, uh, so they, they played a so, racquetball. Yeah, so- yeah, and uh, Martis Prince Humperdinck is in his cell, and dude, old dude is snoring in there. So he wakes him up. The guy tells him how he lost everything he had because of this. Now, now, old, now is it just me or does old dude look like Surya McKellar? No, just me then. All right, I'm good with that. It, to me, no, to I, me, I, I kind of saw that. If Gandalf. If shit went really bad for Gandalf, this is what he would have been. Like his life just went in the toilet and like he forgot how to do magic and shit. And then like he went to outer space and like if he found some magic ball. Got how to do magic. <laughs> he's like, I don't know, man, I forgot all my spells, motherfucker. He wakes up one day, he's like, Abracad. What? Fuck. I mean, it's <laughs> Damn, bound I forgot how to do magic. It's bound to happen this. I mean, you know. Uh, See, this is too though, medieval era. <laughs> personalities like from the, these medieval age style mm-hmm. places 
that wind up, you know, losing everything and then going to space. Yeah, exactly. So you so, start out as uh, Gandalf the Gray, then you become Gandalf the White, then you become Gandalf the Destitute. Gandalf the Forgot My Magic Tricks. <laughs> Gandalf, Gandalf the, de- the Degenerate Gambler. <laughs> Gandalf obsessed with this ball. Yeah, but to be fair, the dude was kind of like, you know, man, I, he sounded like he was doing some serious shit. He's like, I was making some hot trade deals, and yeah. then they all fell apart, and then I started sucking cack, and now yeah. here I am. Did because he dies in the cell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this fucking guy, Prince Hubbardink, doesn't even. He's all like, he steals his shit from him. That's fucking yeah. fucked up. Yeah. That, well, that's the first rule of prison. I mean, the guy dies, you you, you take his yeah. shit. Yeah. Is it? I've never been to prison. Life, so I don't life, know. On, life on the streets. All right, Ben. I'll take your word for it, Ben. You look like you I, know what you look. You look like you've been uh, out on the streets for a really long I, time. I, I've 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 had a rougher life than you can imagine. I I've, <laughs> I believe I, I've, I've I've known my way around the block. <laughs> That's a gang keeper. Yeah, <laughs> it's got gang colors in it. Yes, yeah, son. That's a cri- that's a crip keeper. <laughs> I I do have a nice red one. It is it is blue. Yeah, that's what I'm well, saying. There's blue in it, but I don't think it. Does it have? I got a blue and a gray one. It's in. mostly blue. Yeah. Okay. So you're the what the so north and the tonight. north and the south. Well, Ben's just mad that he's wrong. That's all. Yes, but I'm I'm not mad. That's balanced out by Dennis being mad. So it's just uh, uh, so you're saying you're not mad because Dennis was wrong too, right? That balanced. As long as we're both wrong, that's the same as being right. All right, I'll just I'll just be wrong more because your happiness is important to me, Ben. Oh, that's wow. spoken like a what, true friend. Was it two wrongs don't make a right, but you two guys rights should, make an airplane? You guys should tongue kiss. Okay. Oh man! I mean, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what? I mean, later. <laughs> Oh, we're having another live, rec- another live recording. See, and that would be cool too to bring Where are the, the microphones <laughs> to bring the peoples of the world together because you'd have a Muslim man and a Jewish man making out. I, th- I think I have that porn. Hold on, <laughs> that would really. It's called <laughs> Holy Wars, <laughs> and it would be uh, fucking H O L E. Glory, Holy Wars. <laughs> I think we better get on that one like real quick because somebody's gonna steal it. That's start writing that shit, man. I'm sure it already exists. Like everything exists in the porn world, right? Like you can imagine it already exists. Pretty much. Pretty much. Rule thirty-four, isn't it, or thirty-two? Something like that. The rule thirty-four of porn acquisition. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so uh, O'Brien comes home and he's complaining to Keiko about Bashir is just a dickhead. And she's like, oh, you're just getting old. Bitch, I'll show you old. (laughs) Saggy balls. So old. You can't even please me anymore. God, I hate you, Brian. (laughs) You don't make me hard anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. That would have been, like, I would have loved to see that episode. Like, they go to sex counseling because O'Brien can't get a boner no more. Yeah. I could have had him. Voice in her face. I just ever, I hate her. I hear so much. Miles! And it's gone. I can only get hard if I imagine strangling her. <laughs> Turn blue. Or Dr. Bashir for some reason. Yeah. Strangling him too. <laughs> I can only get hard if I imagine strangling people. <laughs> because I'm a maniac. <laughs> well, it's nice to see that he and Miles and Bashir are getting along. Yeah, right. 
I but he's so, like getting along. He's so grumpy. He just hates everybody. And I think you know people pick on 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 uh, on Brigier unnecessarily. I don't like the way everybody treats him. They treat him like he's a schmohawk. And he's just a young guy. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, those moves. That was, and I mean, I was impressed. All that happened, and he's still no bulge, just no yeah. penis, just nothing. Maybe he comes from a race of people without peni. Well, he's human. Whatever. Maybe something happened. Evolution. Evolution, bro. <laughs> but Jenny was right. He was camel toeing at one point, so he mm-hmm. had balls. Maybe it's just all balls. He just got really big balls. <laughs> he had like the uh, the Borat swimsuit. And he jumped his, penis, <laughs> his balls were hanging out the side. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, in the meantime, Bashir's talking to Dax. and uh, I was going to kill him. I swear I was going to kill him. said O'Brien was about to die. He was going to he's, die right there on the court. He's not even winded. No. Well, I mean, to be fair, Bashir's like, what, probably 28? And O'Brien's not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like when they said he was like 38 or something, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, that. he looks a lot older than 38. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as like Twilight Zone 38 because Twilight Zone 38 is really like a 68-year-old guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Bashir loves his sriracha, man. Like he was he was looking for that sriracha. Well, he's a hipster. he loves his hipster ketchup. He's like, where the fuck is my ketchup, bro? Yeah. <laughs> he went over to some other lady's table like, say something, bitch. And the player's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You have a camel toe. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your penis? <laughs> That's not natural. You're about to find out if I'm getting ketchup. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, uh, Martis gets released from jail because that couple changed their mind. They're not going to press charges on him anymore. No, son. So, he goes to Quark's. Yay. Quark knows right away this guy's a scammer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's also seen Princess Bride. Yeah, he's all and, and a, a good scammer knows a good scammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't trust the, this guy. Well, the Grand Nagus told him, "Yeah, don't trust that guy." Well, and it was also too cool. I loved Quark's reasoning. He's like, "You're wearing a better suit than I am, so you uh, you and some some serious shit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that because he, he was wearing his, the the guy's. What was his name? Uh, Humperdinck was wearing his space Steve Harvey suit. He's like, "Oh shit, this dude, you kidding? No, man, come on, baby." Huh? And then they start haggling over this this magic ball, this device, if you will. Because yeah. Quark, Quark sees it and he's like, oh, I got to have me one of them. So shiny. Mm. Pretty lights. Mm. There are four lights. <laughs> Calm down there, Mr. Spicer. <laughs> four lights. Yeah. So, Brian and Bashir have a rematch. But, uh, Bashir's like letting him win. Yeah. So Miles storms obviously. out. Yeah, Miles yeah. gets pretty bad. Yeah. The one the thing I think we missed though in the last scene though was I loved the way Quark was talking shit to him. He was like, you know, because if I wanted that thing, it would be mine and I would pay a much lower price for it than you've offered that I've offered here now. And he's, <laughs> he's all talking cash shit to the dude. Oh fuck you, motherfucker. I'll bust your ass. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I really, and the guy I, called his bluff. It was great. Yeah. I really like Quark, man. Like, he's just fun. Oh, you take that down to Bejor, you may get a hot meal. I doubt if it's going to be hot. Just give it to me as a 
gold press latinum, if you will. Uh, let me do you a favor here. Yeah, a quark's the Encourage best. you to use car salesman yeah. also. Mm-hmm. Use, well, that's kind of always quark, though. Like, use car yeah. man quark, you know? Yeah. I, just, I just love them. I can so just... Never, oh, go ahead, Ben. I was just going to say, just never actually buy the used car from no, them. Just hang out with them. Yeah, you said the re- that was a rematch and it didn't go well because he was losing on purpose and fucking dickhead got all pissy and fucking stormed off and then probably went home and tried to fuck his wife and then couldn't get a boner. <laughs> then he went to work all pissed off. Yeah. And so uh, speaking of Cork, though, he goes up to Odo and he's like, you got to stop this guy. This guy, Martis, he's opening a casino. I'm the only one that's supposed to have a casino here. Well, he found the uh, old Bajoran lady go- having a going out of sale, going yeah, out of business the, sale. She was leaving because her husband was dead, and she just didn't want to do it anymore. And he's like, "Oh, well, we can turn this into a bar, you see." Oh. And it's it's weird that this happens. Like they just open like a, a gambling establishment without like a license, or like without even Cisco knowing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, where is Cisco? What's he doing? And they built this thing pretty quick too. Like, I didn't really have a good idea of like how much time has yeah. passed on that on this episode like it seemed like it all happened in like two days <laughs> yeah he spent the night in jail and then the next morning he hooks up with the old bajoran lady and they build a casino by afternoon well well uh, later on in the episode he says that he just replicated the, the little ball and made him bigger yeah so but it's like, like who owned that that space because she was out in the promenade just in the open area right selling her garbage which that was her space though she said yeah. Um, I, I still have the least of this place. Yeah, she was leaving because she, she was just tired of the business. Mm. You understand? So she, I guess he just moved in and they redecorated and bada boom, bada bing, bada bang. They just opened up this bar and then this gambling joint. And Quark's all pissed off that he's ripping him off. And he's yeah. like, fuck that guy, man. This would have been cool if it would have turned into like a like an Al Capone-style shootout episode where there's just like fucking murder in the streets, but no. It's, it's like exactly. just walking by other people and stabbing them. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for a pie fight. Yeah, a pie fight would have been good too. But we got fucking racquetball and bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't get the point of this game that everybody's so crazy about you know like you just hit the button or something and then you it lights up or it doesn't i mean it's like any it's like any casino game though really i mean are any of them like roulette or whatever it's not logic based it's It's just just some ball you know going around a wheel i mean at least with roulette like you can choose your odds you know which number do you want to pick black or red or something but this this is just like it's like a slot machine it's like Like win or lose that's it yeah it's like i win i lose was Tom like Gucci the, wheel, the wheel that has the uh, like the dollar bills on it, and it spins around. Whatever it lands on is how much you win, or nothing. Because if it yeah. if it makes a happy noise, you win. If it makes a sad noise, you lose. Yeah, yeah. So you're just uh, waiting for a noise. I wish it was like the uh, Price is Right noises, though. That would have been cool. <laughs> and who else? And who else is annoyed that NBC just took Plinko and made it a whole show? Really? Yeah, that's. Like NBC, they even own it? NBC has that new game show that Chris Hardwick hosts that's basically just Plinko. Like somebody has a ball and they drop a ball and it goes down the little fucking thingy and wherever it lands is what they win. It's, I mean, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but it's fucking Plinko. It's like, I like Plinko too, but man. Like, do they have to guess the price of uh, no. items to I, I how many Plinko chips? I haven't seen the show because I've just seen commercials for it when my wife and I are watching This Is Us on Hulu. 
and don't watch this is us because it's shit is it's it's schlocky and emotional but it's good but i mean you know what they're going for you know what i'm saying like, trying to make you cry every episode you're just on the verge of tears Sounds like fun. Let's watch it. I don't need that. It's really... I got real life for that. It's it's really... It's I mean, Peter Petrelli's in it, so that's cool. Huh. Um, and so is... I was he, wondering what happened to that guy. Yeah, he's he apparently spent a lot of time in the gym, and now he's really muscular, which is weird, uh, but it's... it's And Mandy Moore's in it, and it's pretty good. It's a good show, but it's just one of those things that you're like, all right, I know what you guys are trying to do. And then when you're crying at the epi- end of the episode, you're like, all right, mission accomplished. Is it like uh, yeah. life, life Goes On back in the day? It's like. I don't remember watching Life Goes On, but I remember. with Corky. The, I, remember, uh, I mean, I know who Corky is, Dennis. I just didn't watch the damn show. All right. <laughs> Why is everybody so aggressive towards me tonight? You know what, Dennis? Because we're sick. This is Trump's America. Right? <laughs> <laughs> welcome, to Tr- welcome to Trump's podcast. I'm going to start wearing my little Muslim hat around. You mean your fucking mask that they wear when they do bad stuff, man? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just going to have a, like a flag behind me all the time. <laughs> just some white guy on his knees, blindfolded. I don't mind him. <laughs> no, he's cool. He's cool. <laughs> I'm just imagining him like in a little red wagon, too. Like you're just pulling him behind you. Yeah. Read this. Read this. <laughs> Dennis would like to say that this episode starts in the Gamma Quadrant. <laughs> Honestly, if, if my phone lines aren't tapped now. <laughs> no. Keep just pushing them. Dennis, I dare a, you. You're a good American. We, we've started making the... Uh... For now, I'm an American. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, you're a, it's your wife and kids you've got to worry about. But I mean, you could always get some new wife and kids. And just don't get too attached to what Trump's saying. <laughs> Only a kid for a couple of years. It's not too yeah, long. I mean, yeah, baby. How attached can you be? I mean, I've had mine for I don't know, thirty, forty. How old are they? Twelve? <laughs> I don't know. 30. I don't pay attention to them. <laughs> exactly. How attached do you get? But you know what? Your kids. I will say this, man. Your kids have good taste because they like me. <laughs> they adore you, especially Jonathan. He, he thinks you're why. amazing. I don't know why. I'm, I've met him like three times. I just have that effect on people. Except my own kids. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. My kids love me because I'm great. Yeah, my kids love all my friends. Just not me. No, it's like okay, Damn, we go, can we go to the con? It's, is is Bob going to be there? No, Bob's, <laughs> Bob's not going to be there. Why? Well, I, I saw on his on his webpage he was going to be. He's not going to be there. You canceled. He's he's on a panel with you. No, shut up. No, he's not. Panels canceled. Love me, canceled. love me, kids. <laughs> If I take you to see Bob, will you at least say you love me? <laughs> sure, Dad. Whatever, Dick. Will you buy me a PlayStation? No. Fuck off. Bob will. Nice hat, no, Dick. Will. <laughs> These are the conversations I have in the car. You're a real, real cock breath. So anyway. Um, so yeah, so Odo doesn't care. Cisco doesn't care about the casino. And so, and Rom quits. Corks to go work at the uh, casino because the, you know. the new casino is bumping, son. Yeah, he's poaching people left yeah, and right. Son. But I mean, to be fair, I don't think Cork is too worried about Rom leaving because he's kind of an idiot. So it's like you know, have fun with this. Fun. Yeah, but it, it's when it's your idiot. It kind of hurts. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's also part of the uh, sneaky and shady rules of acquisition, kind of right. Like it's a better opportunity yeah. for him. He Cork can't be too mad. That's the whole point yeah. of being a Ferengi. 
Well, and, and Rom though his whole thing when he's going over there and, and uh, he says he's got a quarter he's brought him in for a quarter of the business or the quarter of the profits. He's like, well, what's your counter offer? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like I'm. Mean, it's hey, we're brothers. What's your counter offer? So Rom's clearly picking some stuff up. I mean, he comes across kind of dumb sometimes, but he's clearly paying attention, which I like. Yeah, his lobes are growing every episode. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, and they're doing great business. People yeah. are going crazy about these little games. That's right. Yeah. It's like Pokemon. It's something, but they're going nuts. But everybody's winning. So, like, I don't understand how this place is making any money. Yeah, it's not good. Does Is it just me or is everyone winning? It appears that way, right? Well, I think they, they try to make it seem like some people are winning, some people are losing at first, but then eventually everybody starts winning. And mm-hmm. that's okay. the problem start. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that's, and like, much, much like Jenny was saying, I don't understand how this game works. Yeah. Because, again, you just, like, you wait for some lights to happen, and then, like, hey, you won, hey, no, you lost. Like, well, don't you don't know. need to know because it's not going to be around very long, so don't worry about <laughs> it, what they're trying to say. So, but that old, uh, the rich widow comes in again, and she's like, oh, I bought my asteroid mine, but now they want me to do this study, and I don't have the money for it, blah, blah, blah. It's, I'll get you the money, baby. Don't worry. Don't worry about it, honey. I'll right. fix everything, you see, which yeah. is very nice of a swindler. Yeah, yeah, but well, he knows. He's, he's, he told him he's going to make ten times profit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's trying to do some more swindling. Yeah, that's what swindlers do. Yeah, it's a long game. He's clearly playing a long game. Yeah, he's like as long as I'm not the banger. Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, look <laughs> at her. Got that weird snot stuff on yeah. her face. She looks like Mrs. Howell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, I don't want <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Lovey Howell was kind of hot. Hey, whatever, man. I mean, she was the third hottest chick on the island. Yeah. I was going to say. Hey, that's, she won- it's a coincidence. We were talking about Gilgan's Island at work today. <laughs> I'm a ginger guy. I love ginger. Marianne. Marianne. Uh, some dumb yokel. What I want some, yeah. I want, some, I want some classy broad, you see? I wasn't thinking about banging people on Gilligan's Island. Not even the professor? He was a handsome dude. The professor. <laughs> I mean, if I had to choose, probably the professor. They should totally He's read probably him. number three on my list. <laughs> <laughs> of the people of that island, he is a well, strong third. Yeah, maybe two and a half. I mean, I don't know. No, I, bet, I bet you could talk Gilligan into some weird stuff. Oh yeah, he's probably already doing weird stuff with his little buddy. Yeah. Just tricking. Yeah. See, that was always my thing. Is I was pretty sure. Well, okay, the only two people definitely, you know, legally, morally, whatever, getting laid, of course, was the house. Yeah, they weren't because they were old. Yeah. Yeah. And she's then I was, and I was pretty sure that dust coming out of it. That uh, the professor was hooking up with the ginger and Marianne. Yeah, I I don't know though, but I mean, I ginger is so hot. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, that's and then Gilligan, you know, was getting pounded by Skipper. But I mean, that that was the matchups. <laughs> now, do you think there's actually like like yes. fan, like fanfic? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna look. You guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> It's called a threehourtour.com. <laughs> I'd laugh if that was actually it. I'm, I'm so tempted to look that up right now. It's like, incognito tab. <laughs> I'm Googling Gilligan Skipper fanfic gay stuff. <laughs> you don't know how to Google. Ask Ben, he knows. All right, Gilligan Island fan. This is Riker Googling. 
that's a great Twitch stream if you don't follow There we it. go. Um, Gilligan Island Fanfic Archive. Oh, my. There's an archive. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I found Just an archive. An entire library of fanfic. Welcome to the Gilligan's Island Fanfic Archives. <laughs> Ginger Swing. Turning 30 is no picnic. Uh, for ginger, unfulfilled dreams while being on a desert island don't make it any better. Skipper comes up with the perfect birthday present. We finally win her heart. Dedicated uh, the whole fist. Skinner. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's about a whole fist. Oh, I get it. Wow, she, this is, I mean, this is impressive. This lady wrote 28,000 words about Jesus. Ginger and fucking Skipper having sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really impressive. <laughs> well, he does have a couple of heart attacks along the way. So. I mean, <laughs> 28,000 words. That's a shit ton of words. I mean, you know how these things are, though. They go into, like, painful detail about her, her nipples being erect. <laughs> I'll read that one for you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Okay. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah. So Cork has a big heart on and oh wait, no, this is my fanfic. Hold on. <laughs> scroll up, scroll up. Werebear, what? Werebear. <laughs> so yeah, and uh Martis is like um hugging up on the bartender chick or the waitress. Yeah, then his girlfriend walks in <gasps> and he plays it off and then he proposes to her like an idiot. Yeah, because that's always the best thing to do when you get busted yeah. cheating. Oh, let's get married. Yeah. <laughs> well, like an idiot, she fell for it. So, yeah. yeah. True. Yep. So, meanwhile. Now, is that a, a Dabo girl that he brought over, that Rom brought over? I don't yes. know. But she had like a weird crown hairstyle. So, I thought she was, though, because she left with him. So, yeah, if, so she, if she wasn't a Dabo girl, I think she will be. Okay, so is that one of the chicks that your boy, your man's and them was dating in the episode teaching about bugs? Oh. Could be. I never considered this. I'm just saying, I mean, Dabo girls and, you know, your, your son is all macking on these hoes. I mean, son is game stronger than dad's game at this point. Mm-hmm. His dad is falling in love with some weird energy creature. And he's actually fucking real women. He's like, take this shit, Dad. Look at my fucking big Jake dick. Ooh. I'm going to write that fan thing. <laughs> Cisco, Jake, and the double girl. Deep Space Nine finger trap. Yeah, fucking three the, three the hard way. <laughs> While it's all happening, Ram is in the background going, oh. <laughs> Ron couldn't stop coming and you kept hearing him stop, stop coming. <laughs> As the father's son's hot black dicks moved in unity in and out of the Dabo girl. Thrust repeat, thrust repeat, thrust repeat. Until her body quivered in a climaxing uh, fucking... See, <laughs> <laughs> so you almost had it. I was almost I there. Did, and I, got, I, I couldn't come up with another word. It's, 
I, with a little practice, I mean, you can give up this whole uh, writing comics thing. <laughs> I'll just write these comics. Thrust, repeat, thrust, repeat. <laughs> Good luck hiring an artist for that. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, come on. I got a few names. Uh, <laughs> get with me after the show. And McCormick. <laughs> <laughs> I will come out of retirement. Allow me to show you my portfolio. <laughs> I will dust off my drafting table. <laughs> it's like you read my mind. Yeah. I, I just messaged my boss that I quit. I mean, so I, I'll be waiting for the first script. Thrust, repeat, thrust. It's, it's a lot of it. Yeah, it's just eight. Fuck days. you and fuck this job. I found my magic. My calling. My mojo is back. I was Three. born for this job. Three the hard way. That's the name of the studio now. Three the hard way studios. Yeah, buddy. So what yeah. else happens? So in ops, Dax is like, she gets lucky and finds this program she's been looking for for weeks. Yay. That's how far we are? Yeah. Wow, I feel like we should be much farther in this episode. We can be. Okay. Well, <laughs> just a lot of weird luck. Like, yeah, like weird stuff is happening. People are tripping and falling, and O'Brien's getting his ass beat again by Bashir. And uh, so he goes to Quark's, and Quark uh, is like, oh, you guys are have this – like racquetball rivalry. Hmm, I can promote this. Make some dollars. Yeah, because he's getting his ass handed to him by the other place across the hall. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's over there. So he comes up with this master plan to have these two dicks play racquetball against each other. Yeah. I didn't know that would be a big gambling thing, but whatever. Everybody's bored. Yeah. That game was not very interesting, you yeah. know? And plus, though, there's no TV sports because there's no TV. And there's no sports. So, you know, Quark is bringing it back. Yeah, and he turns into Don Quark, and he just starts pumping up all this shit. The doctor versus the mechanic in the world series of love. <laughs> and then they just start tongue kissing, and people start throwing money on him, and it's the episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> they just show the exterior, and you can see the silhouette <laughs> of them banging each other. <laughs> <laughs> And just as the camera starts to fade, you hear the sliding of a door and <laughs> Miles! <laughs> Black. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yep. So, uh, at Marius's casino, everybody starts winning. So, he's in trouble. Yeah. Left and right. And uh, he actually has to go out of business because he gets caught cheating. Or, like trying to nestle up against this woman's bosom. The Dabo he, was, girl. he was seeking comfort. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was an idiot because he was doing that like right out in the open. He yeah. was seeking comfort in the vagina. That's definitely one of those. Can you come yeah. into my office, please? Yeah. Uh, we need to have a conversation about your current work performance. Why is there just a black couch and a desk in here? <laughs> <laughs> just really Don't mind the cameras. <laughs> now, how bad do you want this Dabo job? because <laughs> you better start daboing right now oh and there is no dabo job <laughs> i mean seriously we push a button it lights up you win or lose it's more There's like more. a dablo job <laughs> <laughs> ouch so yeah so all that's going on and uh he takes the club's profits and gives them to that rich widow so she can finish buying her asteroid mine 
Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, I lost all my money here, but at least I can I can make some money back this way. Yes, ten then, times ten thousand. And then people mm-hmm. around the station are having all this weird luck too. Like people are just randomly hurting themselves in like big waves or yeah, you know, just weird shits happening all over the station. Yeah, but it's not bad enough to where Bashir has to be in medical all the time because yeah. he can still make this this grudge match of the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, they're just spraining ankles. All he's got to do is run his little warm over it. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Womp, you're good. Nah, you're okay. And this is going to get blankets for orphans. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. yeah. Quark definitely was channeling uh Reverend Lovejoy's wife here. <laughs> <laughs> Won't someone please think about the children? What about the children? So I just can't believe there would be such an audience for racquetball. Yeah. And not even they're not even there watching. They're watching on TV. Yeah. It's some mm-hmm. shitty CCTV feed. Yeah. With Quark, who all of a sudden becomes like the Brent Musburger of racquetball announcing. Yeah. It's like just great at it. He's like as, as in they're both out of work now. <laughs> <laughs> just Keith Jackson. Oh, Nelly, we got ourselves a hot one here today. As the yeah. doctor goes up against the mechanic in a World Series of Love. <laughs> And then I guess during the game, uh, Brazier's kicking ass. No, no Brazier's getting his ass kicked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's not even faking this time. No, he just sucks. Yeah. And then your boy turns off the camera, and he's like, look, suck me off real fast. <laughs> Make him pay extra for this. Yeah. <laughs> and then O'Brien turns off the camera and then also uh, does not throw very well. They throw limp-wristed O'Brien. Ugh. That's why he loses. Well, well, the ball just keeps coming right back to him. So there's like this weird kind of, I don't know, luck thing going on. Yeah, because our neutrinos are in cohesive spin cycle. Yeah, Yeah. they're like too many of them are spinning in the same direction. They should be 50-50, but they're like 80-20. So, yeah, so they start investigating. Then they figure out that those gambling machines are fucking with luck. Yeah. They're, They're like the, uh, the long shot of gambling machines. You fucking would look. You, I it fell apart. <laughs> it fell apart. You, but to be fair, you bailed out on that really quick. I mean, yeah. I think if you would have given that another like bar or maybe stopped and then done like a yeah. you could have come up with something. But you just, I mean, you just pulled. Fortunately, the mountain range was right next to the, to the uh, landing strip. So it was a quick. It's like it's flying out of the Hong Kong airport. There's a mountain right there. Just then yeah. pulled, the, pulled the cord too quick. Airport. You know, the, the, the aircraft made down. it past. Yeah, we, we went past the end of the aircraft carrier. Right I, just pulled, just, I just pulled. Just eject! Wow. <laughs> Maverick's like, what? <laughs> Maverick. <laughs> Stay with me, Iceman. Yeah, that's a real I'm out. I mean, oh. that's a real Maverick reaction to things like that. Like if you watch the movie there several times he just goes, What? So it's really <laughs> Say what? What? Goose is dead, huh? Oh, spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I have to put this one in. Spoilers for Top Gun. <laughs> Don't worry, he comes back on ER. Yeah, he does. He does. With less hair. Well, it's still now, yeah. And uh, we were talking about uh, the Princess Bride dude, Yules. Did he, yeah. he played the Iceman character in no. Hot Shots. Oh, yeah. Yes, he was. That, oh, yeah, which, the which, goes, which goes to your Val Kilmer thing. Yeah, and I wasn't even thinking about that when I. I wonder if they were both up for top secret. No, because Carrie Yules is really young. Yeah, he wouldn't. He's he wouldn't be. He's not that old. No, 
No, Valve's top secret was like, what, 84, I think? I don't know. Was it? It was back there. Uh, let's see. I didn't think it was quite that old, but... I didn't think so either. I thought it's pretty contemporary with uh, Hot Shots. No. Oh, God, no. It was uh, way no. before Hot Shots. Hot Shots is after um, a Naked Gun. Like, once yeah. Naked Gun mm-hmm. hit and hot, hot Shots happened. We're looking now. Everybody's... 84. Ah, I was right. Nice. Good job. Nice. But, I mean, Val Kilmore was pretty young in that movie, too. Well, yeah, yeah there was the one... Uh, was it Real Genius? Was yeah, that was a good like one, too. 82 or 81, wasn't it? But I don't remember that one. Oh, my God. I remember that one. Remember? Remember Chewy Chewbacca? I remember. Let's see. How old is Carrie Yules? He is 54. I wouldn't have guessed that. He's only 54. I would have thought he was only. much younger. I was going to say. Val, yeah. Kilmer is no, I thought he was Val Kilmer is 57. So that's not too different. I guess, but maybe their career started at different times. I mm-hmm. I would have guessed Carrie Yules is much younger than that. Carrie Yules, I mean, he started acting in 79. That's when he got his first gig. But his first big thing was Princess Bride. Yeah. That was the biggest role he was probably ever in. Sadly. Yeah. I don't know. Saw was pretty big. Yeah, I didn't even know he was in it. Itchy. Yeah. It's the horror never movies. Seen Saw. But see, there's your, your fake ass uh your face fake ass Carrie Yules. I love Val I love Val Kilmer. I wish he was still he, around. he does it he does a terrific twain. I think he was doing like uh, he was trying to get the uh, the stage show. Yeah, uh, the, the trying to get the uh, film of that to uh, start selling. Yeah, but uh, so if you get a chance to see Citizen Twain, jump he's, at it. He's great. Yeah, he's a great actor. He's just kind of a crazy person, from what I understand. And he Don't, got real, and he got real fat. Well, he's he's thinned up again. Oh, and really? He actually, yeah. He he complained about that. He's like, oh, he's he's getting fat, and everybody has a story about it on TMZ. And then he starts losing weight to get in shape for uh, the Twain role, and they're like, oh, he's got cancer. He's gonna die. <laughs> he's like, can I not? What does it take to make you guys happy? Do you want me fat? Do you want me thin? Which one? I think he might be one of the worst Tonight Show interviews I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah, he was on like this is around Batman when he was playing Batman. Uh, I'm sorry. I think he's, also, he's, also very, he's very surly though too. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he's very serious. He's very much an actor. He's an yes. actor. Yes. That was the one with uh, Jim Carrey, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And Tommy Lee Jones. Yep. Okay. I didn't think the Tommy Lee Jones casting for that was strange because he doesn't come across as that kind of dude. Um, but not the worst movie ever. Well, I mean, it's strange because somehow Harvey Dent went from being black, a black guy yes. to Lando Calrissian. Yeah, that would have been great, man. Yeah, that would. I agree, that would have been cool. Um, but but I mean, I don't think that. I think I don't think that Batman movie is that terrible, is what I'm saying. It's definitely not the worst Batman movie. No, that was the next one. Because I remember even liking Val Kilmer as Batman. I was like, oh, he was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Maybe I have to yeah, go back and... What's her name was in that, right? Uh, 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 Tom Cruise's wife. Australian chick, yeah. 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 
Yeah, she played. No, like she's a, the uh, the country singer's wife now. Yeah, uh, Keith Urban. Yeah. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. No, no, we, she, she's a woman. She doesn't have a name. You, you identify her by the minute or ow. <laughs> Trey, Trump's America, Jenny. Get used to it. Yeah. No. Trump's America. She's punching Nazis and yeah. taking names, and she's all out of names. That's what I've learned from, from this is it's okay to punch people now. Punch guys with dumb haircuts. Only if you're wearing a mask. Welcome to Woke Trek. <laughs> we need. I need to make music for that or something. Maybe I'll try. I'll get like Fight the Power, and we could have like a Fight the Power Woke Trek. Or it could be like Welcome to Jam Rock, but it's Welcome to Woke Trek. The streets they call it murder. Welcome to Jam Rock. Welcome to Woke Trek. And uh, what happens here? Let's wrap so, this. Yeah, so they figure out those machines are causing everybody to have crazy luck. So. And they just shoot them right there. Yeah. Phases. No, no court, no. No, tra- no transport them into space. They nothing just, like that. They just blow them shits up. Phases on pop. I wish more Star Trek episodes ended with that way. Like, well, there's the problem. Fucking shoot it. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't even say, like, oh, we need to shoot it. He's like, Dax, and they both pull out their phasers simultaneously. <laughs> We've been waiting for this moment all day. Because now we know a little bit more about her relationship with Dax back in the, you know, when it was uh, Curzon. Yeah, they was gangsta. Yeah. They used to go into casinos all the time, shoot, the place shoot up, up the place, take the money, and think leave. About, but think about how much easier Star Trek would be if episodes ended that way. Like, yeah. just throughout the series. This is, this is not a very Star Trek-y solution because you would think they want to analyze it uh, and see what's no, causing it, it to yeah. cause good luck and bad luck. The guy's, the guy's writing the script. He's like, what page am I on? I'm on page 38. Fucking shoot it. Yeah, we're, at, we're at 43 minutes right now. We're going to close this up. We got to blow See, this fucking thing up. And that was my grandmother's solution, though, to every Star Trek episode. Wasn't shoot it. The final it was, solution. No, she was always just uh, her solution on every episode of Star Trek was to beam them into space. <laughs> that, that was just, just like, oh, those Klingons are on the ship and they're, they're trying to take over. Want to beam them into space? Yeah. <laughs> she's been great. She'd have been great on this show. <laughs> Haley saw the uh, the Tribble episode, and she's like, "Why don't they just do that all the time? Why don't they just beam Tribbles onto every ship that they're having a problem with? Problem solved." Why don't that, you would, just... that would be great if, like, every episode of Star Trek, there's like a special chair on the bridge, and it's Ben's grandmother just sitting there. <laughs> beam them into, beam into space. Beam them into space. She's the the Federation special consultant. <laughs> Or, or or then somebody else just goes, Draculars? Dax? <laughs> Draculars. Uh, that's still my favorite thing ever. Draculars. Got them Draculars. Yeah. So, all right. But yeah, so they, they take Martyrs to jail because the couple decided to press charges again. These and couples, they bring in the, uh, that lady. She was She swindled him. Yeah. What? But his profits. I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. That was a good twist. See, I kind of knew that. that was that like when M. Night When she said she just needed 10,000 you know, Rizzo's. And, well, no, but for every time I've seen it, I've known this. Well, I, it was more impressive the first time I saw it and knew this. But, I mean, yeah. Okay. It's like watching Usual Suspects a second time. You're like, oh, okay, I don't yeah. know. I didn't see this. <laughs> yeah. What, wait a minute. <laughs> Who's Kaiser? Kaiser Sose! Who, what? <laughs> Dax is Kaiser Sose? Love that. Spoilers. Love that movie. Oh, I got to put spoilers on there, too, for Usual Suspects. We yeah, didn't say who it was. The movie's only 30 years old. <laughs> that movie's fucking great. Yeah. 
I never watched it before until uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Really? It's really and I'm a good. big Kevin Spacey fan. I've I've wanted to know. Verbal Kent. Verbal I like Benicio Del Toro in it. Uh, well, flip you. Flip you. <laughs> Give me the keys, you cocksucker. What the? <laughs> I'm like, that's all Benicio Del Toro. That's all he says in the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. He's awesome. <laughs> Kevin Pollock. By far, Stephen oh, Baldwin's yeah. best role ever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Every other role he's had is kind of, he's trying to capture that essence again. <laughs> Thank God it's been all failed. Yeah. Even if he's Yvonne Cox, I go, what the fuck? He and Carrie Yule's just sitting there at the bar drinking. It's like, you know, I, I had a good movie once. Vote Trump! Too. Vote Trump! Vote Trump! Carrie Yule's is like, I, I'm not even a citizen. I, I can't vote. <laughs> Thank God. So, all right, so what'd you guys think of the episode? You know what? It was kind of silly. But it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. So I'm going to say it was, uh, I'm feeling generous today, like uh, the quirk. I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to agree with Jenny. I liked it too. It was, in the grand scheme of Trek episodes, kind of kind of pointless, but it was still fun. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Jenny, six. And I like the solution at the end. They just shoot it. See, mm-hmm. and I, if I really wanted to like this episode, I could have had it for a lot less than six already. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I'll hold with the group on this one and give it a six. Yeah, I'll say six two. Wow, look at that! That's two. Yeah, two I was Dennis. It must be the neutrino spinning or something. <laughs> They're all spinning yeah. in the right direction. <laughs> but that's two weeks in a row. We've agreed on uh, the ratings of the episode. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. This is DS Nine. Just luck. It's a whole new paradigm. Yeah. I like it. It's like a gray, another gray episode. You know. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about the seedy underside of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, it's cool. I really like it. There must be something very spectacular coming up because of all the money they're saving on the budget. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you've done it. It's all inside. There's not very many new scenes. No, you no wormholes one... opening. No, yeah. Nothing. Like you wouldn't even know the wormholes there. Yeah. They the, I mean, the, weird. the primary cast shows up long enough to get their check for that week and then yeah, they right. were out. Yeah, but uh, Prince Humperdinck can't be cheap. That's not like a cheap. Uh, Prince Humperdinck was a long time ago, baby. <laughs> I was going to say, this is a, what? This is a good 10, 12 years after Princess Bride? Uh, Princess Bride oh. was 87. This was 94. So, so like I said, seven years. 10, 12 years. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's math. I, it's 40, math 50 years. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, was it, was it his father was the Prince Humperdinck and this is his grandson or something? <laughs> I don't know. Peter uh, Falk was in something. Uh, I love Peter Falk. Great guy. And before we leave, sad news. Mary Tyler Moore died today. Yeah. I'm totally bummed about that, by the way. Yeah. It's very sad. Uh, do yourself a favor and watch a Mary Tyler Moore show. It's amazing. Yeah. Great show. Ben, ben and I always speak very, uh, very highly of the Mary Tyler Moore show. One of my favorites. But me too, man. Me too. And Mary's dead. It's very sad. Never seen. I, I, You've never seen Mary Tyler Moore. You watch it. Do yourself a favor, Dennis, and watch. It's it. on uh, like Sundance Channel, I think, uh, once a week. Like the, every weekday, they have a different show that they marathon in the mornings. Ah. On like Thursday mornings, so maybe tomorrow morning. I'll see if it's on. I know it's on uh, MeTV. It's going to be on MeTV this weekend from yeah. like two to four, and they're going to show the finale because I've never even seen the finale episode, which oh I've heard is, is amazing television. Yeah. Um, now, this, is this part of like the bigger? Uh, universe, their TV shows it ties into. Does Mary Tyler Moore tie into that? Uh, Rhoda, 
Rhoda, yeah. Rhoda. Uh, what was Ed Asner's show? Uh, uh, Lou, Lou, uh, Lou, Lou Grant. Grant. Hey, Lou Grant. Lou Grant had a show, and yeah. Lou Grant's show was serious, which is yeah, weird. it was drama. Yeah, because but yeah, Mary Tyler Moore, Ted Knight's the fucking best. Like God, that show just fucking ruled. It's it's Thirty Rock. Like watch Mary Tyler Moore and just think like it's Thirty Rock because Tracy Morgan has a lot of Ted Knight kind of similarities to, but then they blow it up, you know, completely out of proportion. But it's really enjoyable. It's really well done. Um, it's, it's, I'm very sad that it's uh, that Mary Tyler Moore is dead. She had, she had a really nice smile. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. She's great on um on Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke uh, show. She was amazing. Stephanie and I were watching it before we recorded. She's amazing. Really blows. Yeah. I'm very sad about that. So, but whatevs. But yeah, if you haven't watched the Mary Tyler Moore show, do yourself a favor and watch it. Watch the Christmas episode where they're all sitting around. Betty White comes into the show later, and she's fucking just knocked down, drag out, hilarious oh on that show. Oh, what's and her name? What is the What's the character's name that she plays? Uh, oh man, but it's Betty White, younger. S- oh shit, Sue, Sue, Sue. Shit, I gotta look it up. Yeah, god damn it, because that was the joke when she went on to uh, Golden Girls that she and Rue McClanahan actually switched personalities because I guess she was a sultry. Uh, she was like a crazy slut. Yeah. I mean, that was always, Betty White was always the <laughs> so slut it, character. So, so when she Nevin. played Rose, yeah, it was a big, you know, change up. Sue Ann Nevins is, she has a cooking show on the floor underneath and she's just like this wild tramp. And like yeah. all she ever talks about is wanting to fuck Ed Asner. It's really awesome. So it's like basically the Roz character from Frasier was based on her. <laughs> No, because she's not as kind of straight laced. She's just very like she's very flirtatious. She's Rue McClanahan from Golden Girls without yeah. the, without the southern twang. You know, she's yeah. just like a like a like a liberated seventies chick that likes to like she wants to fuck. Yeah, it's, and it's really, Betty White. Yeah, and it's Betty White, which makes it awesome. Yeah, you know. But there's an episode where like they have they're having like a like a Christmas dinner, and they're all sitting around wearing these funny hats, and everybody's mad at each other. It's really fucking great. Yeah. See, that was one of the shows. This was during the time that my grandmother wasn't really up to speed on the fact that TV was changing. Mm-hmm. And so she was still in that 1950s I Love Lucy kind of mindset of what TV was and really hadn't caught up with the fact that the 70s things were changing. So I was watching a lot of TV that she probably wouldn't have approved of. If she oh, had yeah. I mean, if she's old school, Mary Tyler Moore is about a single woman, like just living her life in the 70s. I mean, I wanted to she's have her on my wall. She's not married. She has no interest in being married. She's yeah. just she's just single, like a single but she's professional she's dating. Woman. Oh yeah. my God. It was, and she's not widowed. Like, she's just, like, the show starts because I guess her and her fiancé split up. And, yeah. Like, so she's going to live out on her own. And that's just, that's the premise of it. And she gets this job at this TV station as, like, a producer. And it just runs from the, it's fucking great. Yep. You know, like there's there's one episode where she's talking about equal pay. Like she finds out that somebody else in the newsroom makes the same money she does to do her job. And like she goes in Ed Asner's office and she's bitching and moaning about it. It's, I mean, this is the 70s, man. Yeah. You know, it's it was groundbreaking stuff. Mary Tyler Moore was awesome. And, and Ed Asner was brilliant. At yeah. This. I mean, don't, you know. Lou Grant. I love Lou Grant. Yeah. And Ted Knight's the best. That, that's where I started my love of uh, Ted Knight. Yeah, he's awesome. Unbelievable guy. 
not even knowing that he was the voice of the narrator on uh, Super Friends. Not even knowing <laughs> that he was Judge Schmales on, because I mean, I had seen Caddyshack, but I never watched Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Uh, well, see, that was the thing. I came to Mary Tyler Moore pre Caddyshack. Okay. So. Yeah, Mary Tyler Moore is a recent phenomenon for me. Huh. Fuck, it's great. I mean, I was like six and seven, eight watching this thing. So. Well, I was 35, 36. <laughs> so you got, you got a lot more of the jokes than I did. <laughs> so, so God, God rest her soul, Mary Tyler Moore. Beautiful woman too. Damn shit. Oh yeah. So, all right, everybody. Well, that's, that's uh, the episode. Thank you everyone for, uh, for listening. Hopefully you stuck around to hear our tribute to Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> and if not, you know what? You're fucking lost. All right. This week's secret number is 47. <laughs> the first person to text us the number 47 on Twitter will get a fucking Marvel no prize. Hey, the first person who texts 47 to door track on Twitter gets the Marvel no prize. Yep. So there you go. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next Thursday. Shalom. Bye. Right, Ben? Bye. <laughs> yeah, I'll see y'all later. Ha, 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 ha.